USA Radio News with Wendy King. The president is denying a New York Times report that he asked the former acting attorney general to put an ally in charge of the case involving his former fixer, Michael Cohen. Matt Whitaker told Congress the president never pressured him to intervene in the Mueller investigation or any other. The Times reports the president asked Whitaker to replace the man overseeing the New York-based prosecution of his former lawyer, Michael Cohen. I don't know who gave you that. That's more fake news. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler says the former acting AG must come back to, quote, clarify his testimony. A House committee is launching an investigation into whistleblower claims that White House officials wanted to share nuclear technology with Saudi Arabia. This was despite objections from national security and ethics officials. You're listening to USA Radio News. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part if rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, JD Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, Rachel approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. President Trump says he's confident he'll win a legal battle with 16 state attorneys general who have filed suit to overturn his declaration of a national emergency along the border with Mexico. In fact, I hear the Democrats want to take down all walls along the southern border. And if they do that, you're going to have a very different country. But they're not going to do that. They wouldn't. First of all, they won't do it because they know it's wrong. They know walls are necessary, maybe more than we do. Gas prices are going up. Here's Don Clemens with more. The $2.32 is the highest level for gasoline in the last two months. Analyst Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com explains the factors regarding that increase. Last week, the price of oil jumped to $55 a barrel on some bullish optimism surrounding the U.S.-China trade deal, as well as because of the ongoing turmoil in Venezuela, which is derailing some heavy crude oil from flowing to the United States. I'm John Clemens. This is USA Radio News. KSHP Weekend Programming has the most wonderful variety of sports talk and more. Tune in Saturday and Sunday mornings for Race Day Las Vegas and Saturdays at 9 a.m. for the world-famous radio shopping show. Saturday afternoon, starting at noon, tune in for Dan the Lawyer Man, those oldies but goodies music hour, and the Dr. Cornell Clark Show. And join us Sunday mornings at 10 for the Sylvia Brun German Hour. Spend your weekends with the best variety of radio in Las Vegas, KSHP AM 1400. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. 
At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple, good food, and generous portions. Family-owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires. From a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at thebagelcafelv.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone. Committed to maintaining the timeless tradition of sugaring while enhancing techniques and services, Be Sugared offers a natural, gentle, and nourishing approach to hair removal. Sugaring paste is soothing to the skin and made with 100% natural ingredients. This natural exfoliant removes dead skin cells and nourishes the skin. Services for men and women are conveniently listed on the webpage. Be sure to visit BeSugaredLasVegas.com for location details and more information. That's BeSugaredLasVegas.com. Thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light, cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I'm your host, Ian or Kelly. We got Ethan, and we have Stevie Man, here. Man, just in killing the my vibe. I mean, you were I dancing you. like a maniac. I had to stop that. that oh, was just, come that on. Was, that was just awful. That's mean. I was expecting you to do some Fortnite stuff <laughs> later, but... I can. I'll do it after the show. All right, absolutely. In the parking lot. Yes, sir. Now, we're going to start this show with hockey. There is a lot of topics and a lot of discussion we can do in the hockey world. Yes. And the trade deadline is officially one week away, and the Vegas Golden Knights... They are they are going to need some help at the trade deadline. When you look at what they've done in recent games, it is obviously that there is something missing with this team. Am I right, Ethan? I, I definitely agree. There are some key aspects. I feel like the Knights really need a more of a defensive man than anything. So if they're, if they're going to trade for anybody, it needs to be somebody who can play the blue line, if anything. Well... It's a good thing that you said that, because <laughs> when I look at the Vegas Golden Knights, they do need defensemen. When I look at the players that are available, but then also let's look at the players that could be traded out of the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's talk about defensemen. Let's talk about Merle, and let's talk about uh, Colin Miller. Those are two guys who could be traded out of this uh, Vegas Golden Knights roster. Do you think that's going to happen, Ethan? I, I feel like it will happen. There's been a lot of speculation that that it will happen, so I wouldn't be surprised, and nobody else should be. Well, then I'll ask you this. Who is a team that is going to get a Miller, a Merle, from the Vegas Golden Knights? Maybe Philadelphia? You think Philadelphia needs a defenseman? I I feel like they're in such just a rebuilding mode that they, they'll take anything they can get. 
Well, I'm actually do. I'm gonna do you one better. Okay. When I look at a team, how about the Columbus Blue Jackets? When you look at their defensemen, you look at what they need in terms of helping out their roster. Let's think about it. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they're going to do something at the trade deadline. We always, we already know this. So why not try to build up their roster after they get rid of a couple of pieces? So maybe a guy like Colin Miller going to Columbus. I, I don't know. Who would they? Who would Columbus get rid of, though? Because well, Panarin wouldn't. Panarin probably wouldn't want to come to Vegas. Well, when I look at Columbus, how about a guy like Alexander Winberg? I mean, he's I mean, he's a very good player for Columbus. He's not a star player, but he's somebody who could help out the Vegas Gold Knights. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they need a Wenberg more than. I don't know. I think if that was the option, they would just keep. They would keep Miller. Or all you can do one better because this team is a team that no one wants to do business with when it comes to the Vegas locals. But how about the Los Angeles Kings? I mean, the Los Angeles Kings are rivals. Don't get me wrong, but. Would would they give up Tyler Toffoli? I mean, Tyler Toffoli is a good option, but when you look at Tyler Toffoli, the Kings are going to want something back for him. Right. So they give him Colin Miller and a couple draft picks. That could be that way, or maybe you know a, a B level prospect, something right. around that level. Maybe a couple AHL AHL guys. I mean, that's I, a very good possibility. They, w- would the Knights be willing to give up Reed Duke? He's not doing anything. I mean, Reed right Duke now. is in the AHL. He was the first player ever signed by the Vegas Golden Knights. But the only question is, does he have trade value? Does it? Does he have value that people want? I mean, and Stevie, that's where I mean, the question would lie. I mean, Stevie, what about you? I mean, does Reed Duke really even have any value at this point? Cause I know he was the first ever player picked up by the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think an NHL team is looking to pick up Reed Duke. That's my opinion. I don't see. I don't think so either. Well, so, do you think he would just be after this year? Maybe just go to coaching or because we've we've talked about it he would be an amazing coach that stevie you you had the opportunity to talk to him and you yeah you said that the way he sounded he sounded like a perfect coach he did and i don't know i don't know when that'll be i i don't think he's talented enough to be on an nhl roster i just don't think so so you so just he, see him staying at the ahl level he, that's what that's what i think right he and, could be an ahl player who makes like sporadic appearances in the nhl but they like they could bring him up for like maybe a game or two and then set him right back down or is he not even that they much have they have called him up haven't they and they called yeah, him they up called for him, three games they called him up for three games and he sat and in the press box right i i just i don't i just don't think he's got enough talent to play in the nhl ever at all if you know if he plays one or two games I, that, that would surprise me um i if i were him because i again what i gleaned from him is he he's going to be he, he would make a good coach just just talking to him he, he sounded like perfect coach material rocky thompson at the aha level for the chicago wolves is a really good coach i would stay there as long as possible and learn as much about coaching from Rocky Thompson as I possibly could if I was Okay, so you're bringing up Rocky Thompson. I'll, I'll provide you uh, one question. When it comes to Rocky Thompson, could he eventually down the line be an NHL head coach? When you look at, you know, the coaching for the NHL and all the uh, parts that are going in and out, I mean, AHL coaches get brought to the NHL all the time. We do see that. So could someone like Rocky Thompson be eventually an NHL coach? Uh, it's a possibility. Um, I think that you know he's going to have Chicago in the upper half of the of the AHL for how many ever years the the Knights have him there. I he feels like more of a teacher to me, more of a guy who develops AHL guys to be able to play at the NHL level than he feels like an NHL X's and O's guy. 
That's what I think he is. Well, we're going to continue on the trade deadline, and uh, I want to talk about the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils, they do have talent. They trade away Brian Boyle, but one player that caught my eye is Marcus Johansson. To me, he is a very good player that could be on the move, and let's also talk about this. George McPhee drafted Marcus Johansson out there in Washington. So there is a link there between McPhee and Johansson. If you're the Vegas Golden Knights, could they potentially acquire Marcus Johansson? I mean, he could be a very good third-line guy for the Vegas Golden Knights, Ethan. I don't I don't think they really would want to draft him. I think if Johansson was to go anywhere, probably either – if we're going to say West Coast, I'd say probably the Kings, maybe the Ducks would have a shot, but I don't see him coming to Vegas. Even though, even though there is a connection, I don't see him coming to Vegas. I mean, I see the connection there. That's just the reason I brought that up. Right, right. And, I mean, here's the thing about George McPhee that we know. He likes to go after guys that he has had in the past. That's something with George McPhee. We've seen that in the past with Vegas Golden Knights, is that if he's had a prior history with them, he prefers to go with them. Now, when also I'm going to look at a team in Canada, and that is the Ottawa Senators, we look at Mark Stone. And there's been all this speculation about Mark Stone potentially going to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Cody C- uh, CC uh, is not a defenseman that has been rumored to you know be in any deal with Mark Stone. But when I look at the Vegas Golden Knights, would it be worth it getting Mark Stone from Ottawa? He would be a rental. Would it be worth trying to make a playoff run with a guy like Mark Stone for the Vegas Golden Knights even? Well, let's look at Mark Stone's statistics for this season right now. He has 28 goals, 34 assists. He has 62 points and a plus 13. I see Vegas, if anything, they would make a trade for him. I, With that kind of stats, I definitely see it. Right, but would Vegas take on the additional contracts that Ottawa wants them to take? I, I think, if anything, they could take on the contracts, but he would go down to the AHL. Because let's remember something. Back in the summer, when Ottawa with Eric Carlson, let's remember Bobby Ryan was a main piece of that deal back when it came to the Vegas Golden Knights. It never happened because people did not want to take Bobby Ryan's contract. Right. I mean, that could be a situation here at Ottawa, is that all these additional contracts that Ottawa wants to dump out is a problem for the Vegas Golden Knights because do they want to take those contracts to get Mark Stone for half a season? Right. Uh, I don't know. I Maybe not Mark Stone then. Maybe uh, Matt Duchesne. Well, that's another thing. Matt Duchesne. He's on the trading block, so he's one that somebody. He's on the trade block, but is he really worth the value of a Mark Stone? Because those two are very different. Matthew oh. Shane had value, and he's two years older than Mark Stone. Right. But his value is starting to decline. His tenure in Ottawa has made his value go down. Well, he is playing very well this year. He's he's actually he has one more goal than Mark Stone. So Vegas is probably looking at that and saying, "Hey, we could use him on our team. So let's try and make a deal." The only question is, who would Vegas be willing to send to Ottawa for? Not one, but maybe both those players. Or maybe just Matt Duchesne. So uh, a guy like Colin Miller? Maybe. Or Brandon Peary. Maybe a guy like Peary. I mean, but would they trade him? Based on, you know, how well he's doing the season. Ten goals already in the limited amount of games he has been with the Vegas Golden Knights. Would it be worth trading him at the deadline? Well, I... Maybe not at the deadline. Maybe just... Maybe giving him as a rental. I... If anything... I think if Vegas were to give somebody to trade to send him to Ottawa, it'd be Lindbergh. Lindbergh is not is not playing right now. He's not doing well. He's not doing well. I mean, he scored a goal a couple of games ago. 
But I see your point there with Oscar Lindbergh. He only has four goals, eight assists, 12 points, and a plus five in 33 games. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, Lindbergh, he has struggled at times, and there's sometimes he's not even been playing at all. He's been a healthy stretch. Right. So I see your point there. But what about a guy like Tumas Nosek? Because a lot of people are high on him. Right. But he could also be a trade asset. Is he on the is he on the block for Vegas? He could be a guy on the block. That's why I'm asking you. Right. Could he be a guy that would be on the trade block? I don't I don't think Vegas would want to get rid of him. He's he's producing. Right. And let's say like a team like the New York Rangers called up George McPhee and they wanted to strike a deal for let's say a guy like Matt Zuccarello. What would Vegas necessarily have to give up for a guy like that? Because Kevin Hayes I've heard, you know, that people want a prospect, they want some draft picks, and they want some certain players. Now, and then with the uh, New Jersey Devils, you have uh, Butcher as well from from the Devils. Now, so when I look at these teams, it's just that there's a lot of talent out there, but I don't know what Vegas is going to give up and or what they're going to receive in return. I feel like what they would be willing to give up might be draft picks and bottom six guys i mean vegas does have eight draft picks as of right now maybe they could give up a few of those now and i'm asked stevie here as well like what does vegas need to do at this trade deadline like what are they willing to give up in order to get certain players i I think i think everything's on the table i i I think that that if they uh, if you want to mark stone you're going to have to give up something to get him they're they're not going to give him away and mcphee has made it pretty clear He's not trading for a UFA unless it's a sign-and-trade. So to get Mark Stone to sign and then trade him, you're going to have to give up something. I, I think that Vegas is willing to talk to anybody um, and, and include almost any piece that they have. I think, I think Fleury is the only absolute untouchable at this point um, you, you, to, to acquire somebody. I, what I fear with the Knights, I do – after – what if they they're like four and ten in their last fourteen something like yes, that? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, four, they are, only won four games in their last fourteen. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're a good playoff team, and I don't think that any piece that they would pick up at the trade deadline is going to make them an exponentially better playoff team. Well, see, here's the thing. About I would the Vegas be careful as, as to what you give up. Well, to see, pick here's up the thing somebody. about the Vegas Golden Knights is that they are currently nine points ahead of the Vancouver Canucks. Everyone's saying, "Oh, that's a great thing." But here's the thing you're forgetting. They're one point ahead of St. Louis. They're five points ahead of Dallas, and they're eight points ahead of Minnesota. So even though those teams are in the other division, it's a concern for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a good point, uh, Ian. I I still think they're a playoff team. I I just don't think they're a great playoff team. And if uh, Fleury stands on his head in in a first-round series, they can win that series. That's about as far as, as they go. So... I would make a hockey trade. I would pick up a Mark Stone if it's a sign-and-trade for, for the right price. I wouldn't go out and get a player just to make a playoff run because I don't think they could make a deep playoff run. All right, Ethan. What? <laughs> All right, Ethan, Like, what, what's your thoughts on the Vegas Golden Knights? Like, what do they need to do? They need to start trading for defensemen. I, the, the defensemen is what really... So maybe uh, make a trade like Will Butcher for Oscar Lindbergh. That would be perfect. I... I, Will Butcher would be he'd be a capable defenseman he would definitely help Vegas get through the playoffs a little easier not a little easier but not there's going to be rough patches here's with the him thing about the defenseman Derek England is old he's going to retire he's gonna he needs at, to retire after this year career. 
And then you look at all the line changes that have been going on with the defensemen. You look at the fact that they uh, split up McNabb and Schmidt, which was normally their first line. They've been splitting those guys up. And then Shea Theodore, they've been trying to get them up with Nate Schmidt. When I look at those line changes, I think something is coming with the Vegas Golden Knights when it comes to defensemen. Maybe a guy like Joel Edmondson out there with St. Louis. Ooh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know much, too much about that guy, so... Uh, what's his? How many goals does he have? When you look at Joel Edmondson. I mean, he has enough points. He's not very. He's not a goal scoring defenseman, but he has a lot of assists, and his plus minus is very good for the St. Louis Blues. But speaking of which, St. Louis Blues are only one point behind the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, they won ten games in a row, which is remarkable in its own right. Right. It's just when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights, they have a lot of. They have, there's a lot of things they can do, and there's a lot of things that the Golden Knights can make happen at the trade deadline with a week away and i think george mcphee isn't just going to sit on his hands and do nothing he's going to do something yeah well everybody knows that even if he says that it's not going to happen we all know he's let's, let's look he's at, talking to every team but let's look at what happened last year people forget that last year tatar trade is what he was what his big move but yeah. ryan reeves we had to swallow Derek broussard's contract in order to make that happen and then they traded brandon lepsick as well who at the time was a fourth line guy and he hasn't really done that much well since but that still was a trade that happened with the Vegas Golden Knights. Is he still in Vancouver? Hey, no, he is with the Los Angeles Kings right now. Okay. So when did he get traded? Uh, he did not get traded. He uh, got released and then got signed. And then you got Dubinoff at the uh, Florida Panthers. He's another guy that the Vegas Golden Knights could acquire as well when it comes to their second and third line guys out there for the Vegas Golden Knights. Maybe. I. That's a possibility. I don't know if Florida would be... A team that Vegas would want to trade with. Oh, why not? I mean, they've been robbing the Florida Panthers the last couple of years. Remember when they got Riley Smith, Joffrey Marcheseau in the expansion draft? Right. And now I don't know if Florida would be willing to exchange with Vegas or trade with Vegas because of how well Marcheseau and Smith are doing. I mean, when you look at the Florida Panthers, though, I mean, they are on the edge of making a playoffs. But let's be honest. I don't think the Florida Panthers are going to be a playoff team this season based on their talent and their roster. I don't think they will be. They're going to be... They're going to be on the outside looking in. They're probably going to be about one or two points on the outside. So if you are the Florida Panthers, why not make a trade with the Vegas Golden Knights and try to get something back that will help them get in the playoffs? Who would they trade to Vegas? Or who would Vegas be willing to trade with? I'll put it to you like this. you got Oscar Lindbergh. you got Colin Miller. They do have those eight draft picks that they could expend. And let's also talk about a guy like William Carrier, who, I mean, not many people are a fan of here in Vegas anyway. But when you look at William Carrier, and then, I mean, let's also look at that. And then let's also talk about goaltenders. Let's also talk about a guy like Malcolm Subban. I mean, Subban has struggled recently when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. So and when it comes to goaltending, you got Dance, you got Legacy. I mean, do you really need Subban at this point? Could he be a guy that they trade away and fill up that roster spot? I don't think so. I th- I think they need Subban to sit on the bench uh, as a backup to Flurry. Subban played the what the last two games. He's played the last two games, and here's my argument for Malcolm Subban: the Golden Knights need to rest Mark Andre Flurry. They, they do need to do that. So why not trade Subban away and let Dance and Lagasse get brought up and fill that role? Because we know that Dance can do it, and we know Lagasse can do it as well. They're not. They're not NHL quality yet. They're not NHL quality. Did you, if you, what, uh, did, did you see what Dance did last year against that, against Chicago for the Vegas Golden Knights? I think he is NHL. Okay, ready. that was a fluke. Last season was 
was a fluke. That was not meant to happen. Yeah, he uh, led the entire NHL when it came to goals against average last year. Good for him. It doesn't matter. Subban is NHL star potential. He he is an NHL goalie. You saw what he did against Nashville. He held them to one goal. Yeah, but we also saw what he did against Colorado last night. Okay, and how many times has that happened to Flurry? It doesn't happen as often to Flurry as it does to Malcolm Subban. I mean, Malcolm Subban multiple times this season has been has had zero goals on his side. Well, it's been three, four, five goals. So, uh, but here's the other thing: is that we're going to get into our next segment here for the uh, hockey segment. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about players that should retire at the end of this season. I'm going to start out. I'm going to go to Calgary. I'm going to go Mike Smith. Because Mike Smith, 35 years old, he's at the back end of his career. He's no longer the guy he was with Dallas and Tampa Bay. And even uh, Redick is a guy that they trust more with Calgary than they do with Mike Smith. So do you think Mike Smith would be willing to just sit on the bench and continue to make all this money? Well, I mean, here's the thing. He's basically doing that at this point. I mean, when you look at Calgary, it's not even it's not 50-50 anymore. It's more Riddick than it is Mike Smith. Right. So I think when it comes to Mike Smith, he is going to retire at the end of this year. But he's still he's playing a couple good games. He's playing about 25, 30 games. I mean, a couple of good games is nothing compared to what he was doing with Tampa Bay a decade ago. So to me, if you're Mike Smith, you retire now. You let Calgary replace you know, Riddick full time. That's going to be the best move for Calgary because they're first place right now in the Pacific Division. That's that's crazy. Calgary's doing amazing. But... Hey, Stevie, do you agree? That, that's a very crazy that Calgary's first place right now. Uh, yes, I do agree with that. I, di- I didn't even have them as a playoff team this year. I they, did not they, have them either. I, I, I tell you that Peters uh, from Carolina, who went in there, has done a, a fantastic job with that team. And then the uh, next team I want to talk about is from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that is Matt Cullen. He's 41 years old, and he's still playing in the NHL. How is that happening? Well, we saw what Yager was doing. He's about, what, 45 now, and he's still playing. Right, but he's Yager. I mean, Matt, Col- <laughs> Matt Cullen is nothing compared to Yamir Yager. I, I think the only thing that's striving Matt Cullen is the fact that he's getting into the playoffs and he's getting championship rings. I think rings. it's the paychecks, too. I think a paycheck. I, I, I think effect. that's exactly what it is. But I see him retiring at the end of this season. I mean, 41 I be surprised. years old. Uh, and then I also want to talk about a guy who was a former number one overall pick and the only player, by the way, to win an MVP after getting traded at the halfway part of the season. And I am going to talk about Joe Fortin because Jumbo Jump Fortin, he's at the end of his career. He's going to retire. When I look at San Jose, I mean, San Jose has all this young talent, right? So why do they need Jumbo Joe Fortin anymore? Oh, he's good in the locker room. He, he's a, a veteran presence for that for that young talent to learn how to be an NHL player. I, I would say this is this is probably his last year. I thought last year might have been his last year, and he shocked me how well he's played this year. Right, because the only thing that is good about Joe Fortin is having uh, Kaderi uh, taking out his beard during fights. <laughs> That's the only thing good about Joe Fortin. But do you agree with me? Do you think Joe Fortin's done after the season? I think he needs to be. He's he's definitely on the tail end of his career. I I think 2016 when he got to the finals was his was his best year. That was his high point. Yeah, and now he's just going back to his low points, and so I feel like this is his last year. And now the next two I'm gonna talk about are Vegas related, and the first one is Derek England. I mean, here's the thing about Vegas: when it comes to the locals, they like England. He's a hometown guy, but let's face it, he is at the end of his career. He is not skating as well as he used to. His age has caught up with him. 
Stevie, I'm going to ask you, do you think England at the end of the season is done, and do you think he joins the, the staff when he retires? Uh, yes, to both. Um, I, I, I was shocked when the season started and he was as slow as he was. It, he has, uh, it, it, as if he, if he took it, uh, the car out of drive and put it into second gear. Um, so, I, yeah, he, he can't keep up anymore. So I, I think this will be it for him. And I absolutely believe that he will either be a coach or in community relations or in the front office helping out the Knights. I, I definitely see him retiring. He's, like you said, his age is getting to him and his speed is slowing down. I feel like if he can retire in Vegas, that's exactly what he's going to do. So, but do you see him joining the staff afterwards? Yes. I I feel like he would be perfect for the front office because he knows hockey and he knows what needs to happen. And he's a fan favorite too. Exactly. So he'd be perfect. Maybe he could help out with the uh, social media. Now, I looked at your uh, beanie you have right now, the yes. W, for the Las Vegas Wranglers that used to be Rest here. Rest in peace. So I want to talk about a player who f- used to be at the Las Vegas Wranglers who's still playing in the NHL at a prime age of 35 years old. I want to talk about Mike McKenna, goaltender. Used to be with the Wranglers all those years ago. He's still playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. That's crazy. It's, he's a backup, isn't he? He's a backup to Carter Hart. So it really doesn't know. matter that he's... That he's still playing because he's not he's not getting all the ice time. He's Carter not getting Hart's all the ice, it. but I think it's amazing that there's only two players left in the Las Vegas Wranglers, and he's that second one. Yeah, that's that's crazy. With that being said, do you think that it is his final year in the NHL? Not if he's a backup. If he's a backup, he can he'll. Uh, if he's a backup, he's getting rest. So when he does come in, then you know he'll be 100 percent, and he'll be at the top of his game. Well, me, I say that it is his final year. When I look at Mike McKenna, he's been there for a long time, 35 years old. He's had a great career, considering the fact he started in the ECHL, which not a lot of players get out of. So when you look at Mike McKenna, he has had a very good career, good job to him, but I think he is done after this year. And then one final team I want to talk about before we move on to basketball after the break is I want to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. I want to talk about Chris Nunitz. Oh, okay, I... I, th- I thought you were going to bring up Corey Crawford. I mean, Corey Crawford is an idea, but when I look at Chris Kunitz, he has had a very long career. He was he with has. Anaheim. He was with Pittsburgh. But I think that he is done. He well, is he 38 has, years old. He has four or five Stanley Cups. So He has four Stanley Cups. Okay, so he has four Stanley Cups. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he retires. Uh, this whole one-year signing with r- different teams, I kind of wonder if he's trying to play for every team before he retires. No, and that's that why was, he's no, only signing one year. No, no, that was Yager's job. <laughs> so that was it for the uh, hockey segment. I'm going to ask uh, Stevie real quick. When it comes to older players, when you're getting into your late 30s, those early 40s, I mean, what kind of motivates these guys to stay? Is it the love of the game or is it that paycheck? I, I think probably a little bit of both. Um, you know, a, a guy like Chara has played so I, I think he just enjoys playing and and he can still do it he, even though he, you know he's the age he is he's big enough that uh you know it's, it, people can't move him so so he can just stand out there and and, and still play hockey right um, i mean he's the same age as his good old buddy tom brady out there in boston <laughs> so when i look at the hockey segment that was a great segment talking about players that have retired that was great job there yes sir. so Here's what we're going to do. We are going to come back after this hockey segment, and we are going to discuss the NBA and everything that's going on there. So when we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, 
We are going to be talking about the NBA. I'm Ian Kelly, Ethan, Stevie helping me out, and we will be right back after this break. Right now at IHOP, order any breakfast combo and we'll sweeten the deal with all-you-can-eat pancakes. So get out your all-you-can-eat silverware because these pancakes aren't going to all-you-can-eat themselves because pancakes don't do that. Get IHOP's all-you-can-eat pancakes with any breakfast combo. Or just get the all-you-can-eat pancakes for $4.99. What else you got going on today? STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. Since 1937, Krispy Kreme Donuts has been delighting its customers with their hot, fresh glazed goodness. Delicious donuts made fresh to order all day long. Enjoy a variety of incredible creations like their chocolate iced raspberry filled, strawberry iced with sprinkles, or the classic original glazed. Krispy Kreme is a great way to fundraise for your organization. Stop in and try one of their signature iced coffees or blended drinks. They go great with donuts. Be sure to check them out online at KrispyKreme.com. That's KrispyKreme.com. Taste the joy that is Krispy Kreme. At Gravity, we're proud to be Las Vegas' best-rated sports park. We bring the thrill of extreme aerial action off the screen and into reality with liberating physical experiences that are enjoyed by all ages, whether it's our Stunt Fall Ninja Warrior course, foam pits, launch pads, dunk basketball, or many other amazing attractions. Visit 7350 Prairie Falcon. That's 7350 Prairie Falcon. Or online at www.gravity.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHB AM 1400. We're going to get into our basketball segment, and we have a special guest, Benjamin Garcia, host of B-Squared Podcast, and he's actually a sports writer for the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Arizona Cardinals. Ben, how are you doing? Pretty good, brother. So let me let me correct you there really quickly. I'm a, uh, I do, I write for Pro Player Insiders that cover the Arizona Cardinals and the Phoenix Suns. I've only done a little bit of work for the Diamondbacks, but I'm more Suns and Cardinals than anything. My mistake, brother. <laughs> You're good, brother. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show, uh, me and Kelly, host of Vegas Sports Hub. Now, when we look at the basketball world, we look at the free agency that will be coming up this upcoming summer. There are going to be about five players that is going to catch everyone's attention, and I actually want to ask you, when it comes to these top free agents, where do you see these guys headed? Do you think they're going to team up and form another super team, or do you think they're going to head on their separate ways? The first player I wanted to ask you about is Clay Thompson out there with the Golden State Warriors. 
Do you see him staying with Golden State, or do you think he is going to branch off on his own and try to become his own main player? So from what I'm hearing, and I do hear a few a few things and a few bit of chatter, but what I'm hearing is that the Golden State Warriors are, I believe, expecting to lose Kevin Durant. I know they won't say that publicly, so they're going to offer a max sheet to Klay Thompson, and Klay Thompson will probably stay there. I don't see Klay Thompson going to the Lakers from what people are speculating and they'll saying and they like to say but I would I would like to think that um Clay Thompson will stay with the Warriors and, I, and I'm pretty pretty sure about that he's a big face there he's not really a uh, a talkative guy either so it's not that he's not a leader it's just more that he's not vocal some players aren't Kawhi Leonard for example great players but they're not as local he's one of the or he's not as vocal he's a great two-way player in the NBA and I I just see him staying with the Warriors and I and I would put bet a, a mortgage payment on that for sure well, that's a very good payment, absolutely. Now, you were talking about Kevin Durant earlier, and you said that he was not going to stay with the Golden State Warriors. So I will ask you this. If he is not staying, what team do you think is going to get him, and is he going to team up with somebody else to create a duo out there in this free agency market? So so here's the thing. The reason why Kevin Durant won't stay in the Warriors is because he's chasing LeBron James' shadow. He's very – it's hard – it's, I don't want to say this, but it's just true. He's very sensitive. He's the guy that's online. He's looking at what people are saying. He's trying to defend himself. He fights with reporters. What he does is, is he's trying to chase LeBron James. So if people are saying, well, you're forming a super team, and you're not really doing it on your own, and you're not better than LeBron, he hears all these things. He, he's got little bunny rabbit ears when, uh, when, these, when he hears things going around that he's second to LeBron. So for that, Kevin Durant look, probably looks like he's going to go to the Knicks. And the Knicks are honestly a really dark horse team that I would tell you guys about is the Phoenix Suns. And I know maybe you guys don't believe that, but over here in Suns land, we got a lot of hope. And the reason I would say that is because the Suns are still, we're supposed to have all this hope, but however, we're still the worst team in the NBA. You bring Kevin Durant here, regardless of what you say he has, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, it doesn't really matter. If he comes over here and revives the Suns team and brings their first championship to this franchise, then you have an argument to say, hmm, maybe this guy is better than LeBron. LeBron never did that. LeBron needed Kyrie Irving. LeBron needed Kevin Love. LeBron needed Dwayne Wade. LeBron needed Chris Bosh. And because LeBron right now, he's struggling over in Lakerland. He can't, he's not even in the playoffs right now. So if I were to guess, I would say New York because it's a big market and he'll get all of his uh, fame there. And if he brings the championship there, then awesome. But I would tell you a dark horse team to look out for is the Suns, who have a ton of cap room to make that happen too. Well, since you're talking about cap room and you did bring up the Phoenix Suns, if Kevin Durant decided to go there, would he bring somebody with him? Would he bring somebody with him to team up with a Devin Booker and a DeAndre Ayton? So if he did, I would have to look at the cap a little bit more. But you can't. I don't think you'd bring in Kyrie Irving because I.e. Kyrie Irving's not what Devin Booker needs. Kyrie Irving's more of a score-first guy. Uh, the Suns are looking for a point guard that can move the ball around and maybe make a maybe Kemba Walker. The perimeter. No, because Kemba's again, he's a score first guy. He's not really a pass first guy. I'm thinking more along the lines of D'Angelo Russell, an All Star this year. I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, the backup for the Boston Celtics. What's that? What's that guy's Marcus name? Marcus Smart. Uh, no, 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 no. The backup point guard to Kyrie Irving. He went. Uh, he Terry, had a really Terry good... Rozier. Terry Rozier. Yeah, Gary Terry. That's what I'm talking about. His name slipped me there for a second, but uh. D'Angelo Russell, Terry Rozier, those types of guys would have to be the point guard for the Suns. But if you look everywhere else, the Suns would basically be set because you'd have Booker at the shooting guard. 
you'd have Kevin Durant at probably the power forward. You have T.J. Warren, a very good scorer um, at small forward. And you have DeAndre in the center. Maybe you maybe you do bring in a Kemba Walker. Maybe you do bring in Kyrie Irving. I think that messes up chemistry. But I really think um, the Suns are really a Kevin Durant away from being a from being a real playoff can not just a playoff team, but a real contender. And uh, I don't know if he'd bring anyone else with him. I think after that, it'd just be a lot of depth. Because if you would see right there, he doesn't really have to bring anyone with him. DeAndre Ayton's already a double-double machine as a rookie, and that people are looking down on him like he's a bad guy, but he's averaging, I believe, 18 and 10 a night as a rookie. The dude was going was suiting up for the prom two years ago. And then you got Devin Booker, who's fairly old enough to drink, and he's a borderline all-star, all-star and if you ask me, an all-star snub this year. I don't really think you need to bring too much to the Suns. Just a little bit of bench help, a couple more veterans, and Kevin Durant. I don't know if they would need anyone else after that. Well, since you brought up LeBron and you brought up Kevin Durant, this is such a crazy scenario that I can't blame about to say this, but is it possible that Kevin Durant would pull the ultimate double cross and join the Los Angeles Lakers and join LeBron James? Is that something that is not going to happen at all? 100% absolutely will not happen at all. He's trying to chase LeBron. He doesn't like LeBron. A couple months ago he came out and said playing with LeBron's toxic. Kevin Durant's very sensitive. He wants to chew at LeBron's ego or LeBron's legacy, and he's trying to fill his own ego. He wants to chase LeBron. I don't believe he hates LeBron. I think they're friends, but I think he's trying to catch him. Not right. They have that um, competitive rivalry. Exactly. I mean, I don't even know. If a, a, it's not really a rivalry right now. If I were to ask you, who do you think is better, LeBron James or Kevin Durant? Uh, as of right now, in 2019, if I had to pick one player, I'm going Kevin Durant. You wouldn't take the. Uh, the uh, three-time, I believe, three-time MVP and three-time NBA champion. When, without, I'm, lo- um, when I'm looking at statistics, I'm looking at age, and I'm looking at all the variables, I'm going with Kevin Durant. When I look at everything wow. he has done for the Warriors the last couple of seasons, and let's also talk about what he did with the Thunder by himself. That season he won MVP, he did not have Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, I, we can talk a whole different thing. I think Russell Westbrook is completely overrated. I think he's a very, very... Uh, uh, selfish player. I love Russell Westbrook, and I think he's an explosive player, but he's very, very overrated. He sh- shoots horribly, but that's neither here nor there. I, I, uh, the LeBron KD argument's a complete other discussion that I would love to have with you guys at a different time. But KD and LeBron, man, I, I legacy wise, brother, it's not close. Maybe this year because LeBron missed 20, 20 straight games, but if you're telling me even right now, who do you want to start on your team, LeBron James or Kevin Durant? I just, I don't think it's. I think. You know, scoring-wise, it's close, but LeBron, like, in an NBA team, you're trying to see who makes everyone better. And Kevin Durant didn't doesn't make anyone better. The Warriors were just fine without him. They went 73-9. and Look at the Cavs this year. They're the top three worst team in the NBA well, this year. Well, that's because LeBron you know, gutted the team before he left. I mean, think about all the trades he did the season prior. I mean, you could say he did, she did, we did, but... LeBron isn't the GM. I know I'm with you, and I'm sure LeBron's in there helping make swing a few deals, but LeBron's not the GM. That was ultimately the Cavs' decision they got it. I'm sure the Cavs knew uh, that LeBron wasn't staying this time around. In fact, if they did, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have uh, it would have been more of a, a shock like when LeBron left for the Heat the first time. I'm sure they knew. I think they were just trying to make one last run at it. But I, I don't believe that's LeBron gutting the team. I mean, look at when LeBron left. Uh, the first time LeBron didn't get the team then in fact they didn't bring anything around him it was just Kyrie Irving with a 16 and what 40 something record and uh by himself in the NBA well see here's the thing about that team that left because people forget about this is that Mo Williams left Shaq left Antoine Jameson joined the team but he was no longer what he was in Washington 
So all that talent that was with LeBron that season prior, they left as well. So Antoine Jameson wasn't – I remember that year when they got that trade, and I thought, hmm, maybe they could make a run at it this year. But Antoine Jameson wasn't that great when he when he joined the Cavs. Shaq, after his Miami year, uh, when they won the title that Miami year, he was pretty much a Sheldon's former self. And Mo, Will, and Mo Suns, Williams was, was no longer the talent he was either when he went to L.A. Mo Williams, again, I mean, Mo Williams, Goran Dragic, they're all kind of the same player. They're not really difference makers. They're what you would say really replaceable players, if anything. Wouldn't, right. wouldn't, you, say, wouldn't you say Mo Williams is a little bit different than uh, uh, Kyrie Irving or Steph Oh, absolutely. Curry, they're completely different uh, spe- spectacles. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, Mo Williams is nothing like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a guy that, you know, theoretically you could build a team around. Mo Williams, no. Yeah, no, I, that's what I would say, like, LeBron more, like, uh, I just believe, man, his legacy is just a lot, a lot better. I know he was in the Eastern Conference his entire, his entire career, and well, believe no, me, like, I'm not but, a... But the question that you asked was, in 2019, who would I pick? Mm-hmm. And that's why I said Kevin Durant. If you're talking about overall legacy yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. So, if, you know, let me rephrase that question, I guess I should say. I don't mean just this one, this one year. I would look at track record. I think LeBron is... Like he he doesn't look like himself. He looks like an older player, but an older player that still tears it up. I believe he's averaging twenty twenty eight six and seven or something. something oh, yeah, that's, along a, those that's lines. what it is. I'm just saying that when it comes to mm-hmm. overall, I mean career wise, you had to pick LeBron. But when it comes, yeah, to this yeah season, and I think that's where you and I are getting the the topic yeah. misconstrued that you think. Maybe, you know, probably this year Kevin Durant is the better player, but I also haven't seen LeBron for. 18-20 games. So. Well, LeBron's sitting on the bench injured right now, so... Well, he, he's back now. Well, he's, he's back. Oh, he's, he's back, back now? He's been okay. back for a couple of games. But, uh, actually, I'm going to move the topic real quick. I do want to talk about the New York Knicks, because you brought them up earlier. Now, they have... They got rid of Porzingis, and they're trying to make moves for this upcoming offseason. We heard about Anthony Davis. We heard about them potentially trying to get him... Is it possible that New York Knicks sign a key free agent and then go out and get Anthony Davis? And or, if they have the number one overall pick, do they get Zion? So, if they have the number one, I mean, that's what everyone's doing now. Uh, They're tanking for Zion. So, here's the thing. I don't know if the NBA uh, NBA draft lottery is rigged or not, and I won't get into that conversation. But I would tell you this. It would look really good for the NBA if the New York Knicks got Zion Williamson, then signed Kevin Durant, and then signed Kyrie Irving back-to-back-to-back in a free agency. Because the NBA is already thriving with its biggest businesses not doing so well, i.e. Chicago, i.e. New York, and i.e. Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. So if you get New York on the map, that boosts your business a lot. And I'm not saying it's rigged, but and I and I have my skepticism about it, but... Uh, well, I mean, well, I mean this to... time there is no frozen envelope that's going to help them get Patrick Ewing. So. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I'm saying, you know, they get saved with Patrick Ewing, and now they get saved with Zion Williamson. All right, because, like, to so. me, the New York Knicks are the most interesting, because they can potentially get three great players, or, you know, Zion is potentially a great player, as everyone says, but if the Knicks get three great players, they're back on the map instantly. That's another super team. Yeah, no, and if I don't know about Zion because he's an 18-year-old guy. We've never seen him really shoot. He's a good, explosive player, but who knows? But I, but if they do get Zion and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, then then I think that that's a, that's a match made in heaven right there. Yeah, and then if we're talking about free agency, there's one player that everyone forgets about or everyone you know doesn't want to talk about. That's Kawhi Leonard. 
which is amazing to me because he is having a great season in Toronto. But everyone assumes he's going to go to L.A. But is it a possibility that he doesn't join the Lakers? And if he doesn't, where is he going to go? So what I think, I don't think he's going to uh, he's going to Lakerland. I think he's as good a Clipper as there is possible, and I believe that's why they dumped off a bunch of salary in the uh, in the seventy sixer trade. I believe they're trying to lure uh, Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers along with another self. So that opened up two max spots in their um, in their. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm leaving under there. Um, I believe that opened up two spots for the. Uh, for the Kawhi Leonard and as well as, I don't know, maybe even the Kevin Durant there. I don't know where Kevin Durant's going. He's a real mystery in this whole free agency. So I believe Kawhi Leonard is going to stay in Toronto because he's trying to make a name for himself. And I think that's what the Spurs were quieting him to do or weren't letting him do. They were trying to quiet him down. And that's why he went to Toronto. And then after Toronto, he, I believe he's going to spend his one year there, build his brand up and take his talents to uh, to L.A., but not the Lakers. I think the Clippers is, is a perfect fit for him. And I and I believe that they will go hard after a number two player. Again, which could be a Kyrie Irving, which could be a Kevin Durant, which could be any one of those top guys. Well, you bring up Kawhi wanting to leave Toronto, but do you think if the Raptors make the playoffs and possibly the finals, do you think he would sign another one-year deal and stay with Toronto? Before if heading to L.A.? The, if they win the NBA championship, I believe that is the only way he stays in Toronto. I believe that's the only way. Not even if they make the Eastern Conference Finals? No, no, that's not good enough. The Rockets have made plenty of those, and they've been destroyed by the ground every single year. And you know, they might even win it this year. The Eastern Conference is a lot better than it has been in years past. I believe if he wins an NBA championship, he'll stay. Or if he goes to the NBA Finals, he might think about it, but... It's really hard to pass up L.A. for uh, for Toronto. Well, the, well, the other all... thing with Kawhi Leonard is that he could be NBA MVP because he's in the running as of right now. So if he, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So if he does win NBA MVP, which is a possibility, it is a good idea that he, do, well, he will take that momentum of being MVP and going wherever he wants, like the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, so I think regardless of MVP, I think regardless of um, whether he goes to the East Coast, I believe he's going to I think he's already built his room in L.A. land. He's already told people through the uh, through his own camp that he wants to be in L.A. I think the only thing that's going to keep him there, regardless, whether guys are some trophies, um, individual trophies, not team trophies, regardless of individual trophies, I think he will be a Clipper by July or June, whatever the, I believe it's starting in June. I do agree with you there. I do think he is going to go to the Los Angeles Clippers, not the Lakers, as everyone on that one network that I'm not going to talk about because they'd have to pay me money. I think I think if if anybody were to go to Lakerland and become a Laker, it would be Paul George. I mean, Paul George is somebody we haven't talked about either. He is a possibility. No, Paul George is, is not. He signed a five-year, $200 million extension at, uh, at the end of last year. No, 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 I'm not talking about signing. I'm talking about, like, a trade. That's what I was referring to. You think that OKC would trade that guy, uh, him up? He's a, he's a big captain, but he's also my MVP for the season. And, he's the re- and I believe the reason why they're the number two or three seed in the West right now. Well, Paul George has, a, has come out and even said that he wants to play for the Lakers. He wants to join LeBron. Yeah. That's something that he wants to do. 
Why would you want to join yeah, LeBron, that, though? Yeah, so you can't really... I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could demand a trade for, with four or five years left on your deal, but it would be really hard to make that happen. Um, because at some point, you have to just play. You can't just sit out because then you're forfeiting money. So, and I believe this contract should have a no-trade clause in it. Um, because it's a, was it a... I believe it wasn't a Supermax deal, but it was the one just under that. Because when you get traded... Because um, he was eligible. Oh, no, he was not eligible for the Supermax deal with the Pacers. He didn't make the RDA team. Um, he, signed, he signed a four-year $180 million extension, something like that. But it'd be really hard to, to demand a trade with still four years, three years left on your contract. I think he likes Oklahoma City. I think it's typical for him. Oh, and his contract uh, can be north of $200 million by the end of it. So I don't, I don't think that's impossible anymore. I think the Lakers are really losing out on guys like Paul George and possibly Davis now and Kawhi Leonard. I don't think it's looking too good for them. Well, see, here's the thing that we all know, is that LeBron wants talent around him. That's what he's had his entire career. He wants talent. And I think that if the Lakers do not make a move at this offseason, I think that will be a bad look for LeBron. And also, let's be honest, LeBron's going to want a done deal. He's going to want somebody. Do you agree with me on that? Oh, 100%. If, if they... I, I think they knew. Uh, when I say they, I mean Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Genie Buss, and the Lakers. I think that the reasoning... Um, I think they knew that LeBron, this was going to be like LeBron's last year, just like how Tom Brady had one, just like how Andrew Luck has one, just like how Michael Jordan have one, has one. Everyone has a last season. This will be the last season of LeBron James. Yeah, they're not going to do... They might not even make the playoffs, and they better because that's a big dink on LeBron's legacy because he was good in the Eastern Conference but everyone said you only do it in the Eastern Conference the Western Conference is a whole different animal and then he switched and he went over to the Western Conference and his first year he failed that's not a very good storyline the Lakers are going to be very urgent and very fast about someone I don't think they can get Kevin Durant but what they need to do is is trade for Anthony Davis and he's got leftover money to bring in a a heavily uh, coveted veteran I don't know what that looks like I don't know what the salary cap would look like after that. But um, bringing in Anthony Davis isn't enough. Anthony Davis and LeBron James doesn't win a title. It just it just doesn't win out. LeBron is looking old, and Anthony Davis has never been healthy. Ever. He's always injured with something. He's only, he's had, one se- he's only had one season where he's had 82 games. Or around 82 yeah, games. exactly. So it's not something where I would, uh, would, I would uh, uh, surround myself on AD and LeBron James and say, well, I've got it all figured out now because, unfortunately, you don't. I agree with you there. Now, we're going to move on to our next topic here for this segment. And I just wanted to talk about who are certain players in the NBA right now that are being misused by their current team? Like, what are certain teams that, when it comes to their stars or even, you know, their key role players, they're being misused? They need to leave that team and go somewhere else. Wow. Um, let me really pull that one out on me. Let me think really quickly. See, we got, I think to a point, Paul George is being misused. I think to a point, Russell Westbrook's being misused. I, I think that that team's good, um, but Russell Westbrook's got to take less shots, man. He's good. First off, his shot is broken. His field percentage isn't good. And he can't shoot free throws anymore. I believe he's 61% from the line. They need to evolve that team around Paul George. Russell Westbrook's a great player, but goosing your stats to get a couple of rebounds and having a triple-double isn't really impressing me. I like the way Russell Westbrook talks to the ball, and I like his ability to drive to the basket and make things happen. But he's got to stop 
we love Russell Westbrook, but he's got to stop shooting the ball so much. To fool Paul George, and I see he's been doing it lately, maybe the past five to ten games. He hasn't been shooting as much. He's been averaging like four lesser shots and other averaging about four more shots. I think to a point, they've got to fix that and give it all to Paul George. Um, Russell Westbrook's got to make a few things happen. Make a few jumpers, um, drive the ball, dish it out to Paul George, and play defense. Russell Westbrook's a good defender. And so is Paul George. I believe that team can go far in the playoffs if Russell Westbrook um, uh, tones himself down, puts his ego aside, and uh, really defers that team to Paul George. And another one is James Harden. Um, I love what he's doing right now. I don't blame him for having to put the team on his back by scoring 30 every single night. However, it's not going to win a playoff series. Playoffs, playoff, uh, regardless of the uh, championship, but a playoff series. It's not going to do well for him. He needs to uh, um, get the rest of his team involved. And, yes, I don't blame him right now. Once players get healthy and once things start to settle in, he's got to defer to other players because this 30 points is increasing to a point when you get in the playoffs, he has a tendency to implode. Well, when it comes to me, and I do agree with you on Paul George, he is being misused in OKC, and that's not something that many people can disagree with. But when I look at certain teams, I look at the Portland Trailblazers. And I think C.J. McCollum is being misused a lot by that team. They're focusing on Damian Lillard, which makes a lot of sense. But when I look at their win-loss record right now, I think they need to use C.J. McCollum more. Yeah, I believe that team's been too highly uh, um, like reliant on Damian Lillard and not as much C.J. McCollum. I think once you take uh, game time out of the game, then you're, you're pretty much good in your set. I think that team needs to... I think that team should have swung a trade because I think this is the last year. I think something you should look out for is that team being imploded. CJ McCollum getting traded, Damian Lillard getting traded, and whoever else is wrong on that team traded because it just hasn't done anything. I think they've won one, maybe two playoff series in the last couple. Of, in the last they've season. only won two playoff series in the last seven years. I know they beat the Rockets, and I think they probably beat the the Thunder one year. Correct? That is correct. Yes. So okay, I, I see your point on the Trailblazers, but also let's look at the Philadelphia 76ers because we have Embiid, we have Simmons, and we have Jimmy Butler. To me, I feel like that team is being very misused right now. That team should be a lot better than it is, but I'm telling you, Jimmy Butler ruins a lot of people. He's too ego-driven. He's too hard on his younger players. And I don't think he understands what it takes to win a championship. I remember hearing rumors that even on the USA team, the one player that could with Jimmy Butler when they were blowing out people in the city. He's a very high-intensity guy. I love his style of play, but I think he's the problem over there. I think it's addition by some shots. Really. Well, hey, uh, well, thank you for being on Vegas Sports Hub. I appreciate it, you coming on for basketball. Uh, go check out this guy's B content. Squared Podcast. Yeah, go check out the B Squared Podcast. So, yeah, thank you for being on Vegas Sports Hub, and I will definitely have you on uh, other times here on Vegas Sports Hub. Uh, thank you for being on. Yeah, brother, have a good one, guys. I've got baseball, football, and basketball down, so let me know if you guys need anything. <laughs> Where can they check you out? On B-Squared Podcast, on what platform? So you got, you got B-Squared Sports Talk on, uh, on SoundCloud and Apple Podcast. We've actually, we're launching a new podcast next Tuesday. We've got Apple Podcast. That one's called Cream Stone with Benjamin and Frank. And then you can look at, uh, find all my stuff on Benstake.com or for playerinsiders.com off of Benjamin and Well, thank you for being on, and uh, definitely uh, we'll have you on uh, other times. All right. Later, midnight. Have a good one. Later, goat.
All right, so that was it for Vegas Sports Hub. I'm your host, Ian or Kelly. This was a great show tonight. Definitely uh, thank you for having B-Square Podcast be on the show. Thanks to Ethan. Thanks to thank Stevie you. for being on. And uh, we're definitely going to pause this music up. We're going to get out of here for Vegas Sports Hub. Now, one final thing I want to talk about real quick uh, before we leave. May Machado, 10-year deal, $300 million for the San Diego Padres. Huge deal, but we're definitely going to get into that next week here on Vegas Sports Hub. My name is Ian R. Kelly. This was Ethan. This was Stevie. And we will be back here very soon. It's Brian Blessing. Weekdays, noon to 2 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.